Hello everybody, welcome to the Captain's Quarters, the unofficial Star Trek rewatch podcast where we are rewatching the entire Star Trek franchise, starting at the beginning of the official chronology. Today we're talking about Star Trek Enterprise, Season 4, Episode 5, called Cold Station. Happy New Year, everybody. If you're just tuning in for the first time, we're starting with Star Trek Enterprise because it's at the very beginning. And we have worked our way through Seasons 1 through 3, and we're just getting started on Season 4. And my name is Gabe, and I'm with my co-captain, Jason. Make it so, Jason. How you doing there, buddy? It's been a while. It's been good. We took a little break for some for some uh, vacation, some holiday, and we're happy to be back. Yep. Happy holidays to everyone. Yeah, happy New Year. As, as late as it might be, happy New Year's. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's get into this one. So we are on at least part two. Um, we're on part two of at least a three-part series um, with a uh, little mini arc with, with Brent Spiner and who played data in um the next generation uh last episode he was the father quote unquote of these genetically altered superhumans called augments they are relics from a um a war that occurred um that was all about um what was the war called jason it's the eugenics wars in the late 1990s the eugenics wars uh so this this eugenics war killed millions of people um so this for humans uh these genetic modifications were banned but there was leftover i don't know if they're embryos um or something uh, there's like two mm-hmm. two thousand of them that were left over. They were stored in this place called Cold Station Twelve. So Doctor Soong, played by Brent Spiner, he uh, back in the day released some of these embryos and raised them as his own children um, because he he sees the promise in this genetic modification. Uh, the problem is, is that these augments are kind of uh, running wild and have a, um, they don't really have a moral code other than um, furthering their own kind, I would say. Would you say that's fair? Uh, yes, I would say that's fair. There's a very high bar for them to clear. Um, and if people don't meet them, they, you know, if, you know, normal people don't meet these augments standards, they're usually killed or enslaved or something like that. Right. So, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And they, they had, they had commandeered a, um, a bird of prey from the Klingons, uh, in the last episode. So in this episode, they um, they take over a Denobulan medical ship, and they use it to enter the medic- medical facility, um, Cold Station Twelve. And Doctor Soong is with them because he escaped last episode. And presumably, their their goal is to uh, release the rest of these these embryos um, to to grow their numbers. And um, so the Enterprise is, is trying to find um, Sung and these augments. And they, they just kind of um, figured the, a good place to check would be the place where, um, where Sung raised these augments. Um, so there's like this abandoned building. They go there and um, they find one named um, Udar. Um, nicknamed uh, Smike, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And they take him onto the Enterprise and kind of take him in and and show him compassion. And um, they're able to figure out that um, 
the augments are going to cold station 12. So they head that way. And um, so when Soong and the augments get to cold station 12, they, you know, they're roughing up the doctors. Um, they're threatening them. At one point, they trap one of the doctors in an enclosed space and threaten him with like these uh, these bioweapons basically saying if you don't if you don't do this we'll kill we'll kill this person and um, so when Archer and company get there um, they they enter cold station 12 and uh, they confront them um, they're they're trying to they're trying to negotiate with them but also uh, Archer and and the lead augment get into a fight and um, in the aftermath of that, uh, Smike is shot by the leader of the Augments. And it kind of ends on a cliffhanger because uh, Soong and the Augments get away. And we don't really know what's going to happen after that. And that was a very uh, high-level, um, bare-bones overview of the episode. So, um, Jason, what did you think, man? Um, so there are a couple things. Um, broadly, uh, I know this is a middle child episode, you know, we're kind of scrunched Mm -hmm. in there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think for, for me, this was. This was, you know, for kind as for for a middle episode, because we've got a we've got some plot, you know, plot holes that they you know that were still that they were covering from Borderland, and then they've got to leave enough uh, content and material for the last episode of this mini arc. Um, but for a middle child episode that I like to call it, yeah, <laughs> I thought this was. Almost a, a a nearly like a a nearly perfect. I'm not gonna say perfect episode, but this was an excellent excellent episode. Um, you know, the character and story development and the quality of writing in this episode and this potentially in this arc. And I hope this does nothing to do with Brent Spiner being <laughs> the guest star. <laughs> and you know it's data and lore and 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 Noonien Sung and you know and all the Star Trek fandom that kind of goes with that um but for me there was a lot of excellent excellent things in this episode maybe one critique here or there um but that's my 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 kind of 3000 foot overview because there's a lot more to talk about what did you think uh is it too soon in our episode to give your rating do you want to say that for later oh uh yeah no i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give this three i'm gonna give this a commander level i'm gonna give this episode three pips this gets this is commander Riker. this is you know first officer to paul spock kind of deal um this was a really 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 great episode and it really hit on some star trek things and i know it might not seem like it but there's a couple of things that could be controversial but i also think that man did that hit home you know boy did that hit home here there and a couple other things in a couple of instances Mm -hmm. but what is your i i enjoyed the episode very much um mostly because brent spiner i think he's just fantastic (laughs) i think he's so good Mm -hmm. Uh, last episode i told you that i wasn't a big fan of the augments um there's something very cheesy about the acting the dialogue just the just the overt aggression they're 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 like cartoonish villains um 
and they're they're very they're very um cliche sci-fi villains like like yeah. even even their the like the costume design is just like very generic like futuristic um like like warrior i, I don't know I, I don't know what what i'm saying there but they they just look like very sci-fi channel to me and they act very sci- sure. and like i feel like all the actors that they picked um did not nail it um but the the when dr sung and the the young augments when he when they do they do a like a flashbacks like 11 years earlier and they show him raising them that actually was pretty endearing i thought just like you could tell that like in his mind he isn't the villain uh he's he's very rational about like what he's doing and mm-hmm. and and i think you as as the audience uh empathize with him but then later in the episode um uh dr flox the denobulan says that he wants to go to cold station because he knows uh the the director there uh played by um richard ryle rail real yeah Real? Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so he knows veteran actor for star trek veteran yeah veteran star trek actor yeah uh he played the in one of my favorite episodes called inner light okay uh on star trek the next generation he was um he's usually a guest star and for us west wing fans he was a uh detroit police officer um that got embroiled in a little bit of controversy because he gets invited to the State of Union, and he's got this record that you know he beat up an a an African American teenager. But you know, but anyways, I digress. But, I yes, I know. Also, I think in Voyager, I know him from Office Space. He plays. Oh, okay. Plays okay. Uh, Tom, the guy who who um he's gonna kill himself. I'm I'm not laughing. Is that the movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not laughing that he's trying to kill himself, but it was funny because uh, he's like uh, sitting in the car. And he, he turns on the exhaust, but then he sees his wife and he has a change of heart. And she's like, honey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, nothing. Sorry. And then he like backs up and then he gets hit by a truck. Um, and then <laughs> and then like later on, he's like, he, win, he oh, wins no. some lawsuit because he had, but oh, no. he gets his by a truck but the but the comedy is that he's like over the moon that he wins this oh, lawsuit no. cuz he's like this okay. miserable guy but then afterwards yeah. he's like in a wheelchair but he's like never been happier and he cuz yeah. he's he gets to retire and he's uh it's just funny um it's just a funny movie i don't know if, have you seen it so, i so so i i'm sorry for the small interruption there mm-hmm. cuz i was like is that the movie? Because people have tried to show it to me, and for no fault but my own, I have fallen asleep <laughs> both times. <laughs> like six, like not even ten minutes in, um, and I don't think it has anything to do with the quality of the movie. Obviously, because I could only, I've only made it like ten minutes in, so there's no judgment on my part of like whether it's a good movie or not. So I have not seen the movie so that's why i was like is that that movie that i keep falling asleep in <laughs> it is uh it's hilarious it's a it's <laughs> it's one of those movies that like is so quotable like for people who are into it like you'll you'll yeah. quote it for the rest of your life yeah um, i've heard that and that's why people have said that's why friends have said hey you need to see this movie and you know i don't know why i just both t- both times, maybe three times, I've just nodded off. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no idea why. <laughs> I think it does resonate too with people who have office jobs, like like me. Like, um, there's just something about it. Like, so anyway. Okay. Anyway, so he plays Doctor Jeremy Lucas. So he's like he's yeah. like the director of Cold Station Twelve, and and Doctor Flox knows him because Doctor Flox is, you know, in the medical exchange pro- program thing. 
they're in the same uh I think they exchanged with one another. Yeah. Is that how is that how I remember? Right. And then also Dr. Soon was the previous director of Cold Station Twelve. Yeah. So um mm-hmm. you know, he has that in common with uh with Dr. Lucas. Um but anyway, so so Flox is telling Archer that he wants to go on this mission. And so, and he does. He goes with Archer to Cold Station Twelve. But when they're talking about it, um, and this is this is after they've had conversations and, and sort of sort of interrogated um, Smike um, and and tre- treated him and, and talked to him, but um, they they're they're talking and and Archer says that his dad like died of a disease that could have been prevented by this genetic engineering and you can tell it's like um you know they're they all would would all have grown up hearing about this eugenics war but they're kind of like you know soon kind of has a point you know um and then we learn that the 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 dobelins um have perfected genetic engineering and it seems like they kind of open the door a bit for like we're not necessarily against this we're against it without the proper like ethical code moral code in place and that the denobulans and the the term they use is like when your instincts catch up with your intellect yeah and it's like where the the denobulans have found that balance but the humans have not yeah and i, I really like that um so uh for me and and I, I talked about last episode where i do feel like um whenever we talk about these things in our culture we always start with the answer no and i think we shut a lot of doors and i do think there are certain medical advancements that you know if like i'm i'm not i won't give my opinion on it but like stem cells you know that would be one that's it's politicized and um the whole debate there um so there are things like that where where our culture sort of uh, is fearful of that you know who knows who knows what could be possible um but so i, I like that aspect a lot of this episode and the, this whole this whole mini arc thing so i thought that you might yeah. i thought that you would mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and we we learn that Flocks is coming up on some sort of hibernation cycle, yeah, which I didn't know, and could make for a very interesting um, next episode or couple episodes, depending on how long this hibernation is. Because Flocks <laughs> is like the, you just want to see Flocks in a no no because because Flocks is like the ace in the hole so many times um, they they get they get sick they get injured yeah um even beyond that flox flox is the hero more often than not and and you kind of always know like okay if one of these characters gets shot as long as it's not a direct like hit to the heart or the head they're gonna be okay because flox is gonna work his magic and they'll be all right but yeah minus that you know it really raises the stakes so I'm curious to see where that goes. Have remind me, have we seen that? Have we seen him like in a hibernation phase and where they needed him where the Enterprise crew needed him and he and he was sleeping? Yeah. Yeah, there was the one where T'Pol um was the only one I don't know if it has anything to do with the his hibernation, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, there was the one where they decided to go through that gravitational anomaly, <laughs> anomaly, and they they yeah. willfully kind of all put themselves under, and but T'Pol wasn't affected or something, and she had to play doctor and kind of she had to do everything on the ship, right, um, right, including doctor. Um, so you know there's stuff like that uh probably other stuff too that i'm not remembering but okay okay because i thought there was an episode where 
he was completely out and they needed him for something. Maybe my mind is playing tricks on me. I don't know. Well, yeah, there was also... Um, yeah, there was one where he was, like, going to die. Um, I can't remember what, what it was, though. Um, but, yeah, there was one when he was, like... I, it, there was something that specifically affected Denobulans. And, um, but, but this sounds like it's going to be, I can't imagine it, the hibernation's going to be a short thing. I think it, it's got to be somewhat lengthy, right? Yeah. Um, and also, does this mean that he doesn't sleep regularly at all? That he's awake? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I my, I, I would imagine that he sleeps, but then he needs this periodic yeah like long term right kind of deal right right like a bear mm, exactly yeah <laughs> or you know any you know of those mammals right yeah so totally on board not a fan of the augments as i said last time I, and and not not only the things i already said but just also the layers of of the conflict amongst the augments, I find like a little boring and unnecessary drama. Like uh, okay, like uh, the sort of so... power dynamics and the the infighting. It's like the the yeah. issue with that is that we don't know these people, so we don't care. Um, yeah, yeah. And and even the one guy who um, the lead augment killed Malik. Yeah, like. His brother. Yeah, the the original leader from last episode. Yeah. Um, not only did we not care because we didn't know his brother, but we also didn't care because his brother didn't seem to be um, an upstanding character himself. So it was like... Yeah. Um, that that was sort of meant to, to build up our fear of Malik, but it was, it was just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm not. I'm not going to defend the this completely, but I will counterpoint on that because it's something that kind of hangs about in a. In one, the um, genetically engineered enhanced group, the Augments, and it also has to do a little bit with the Sung kind of arc, and I'm going to touch on that. I'm going to touch on those two things briefly. So one, in the in the pre-credit sequence where he's filling these ideas of grandeur and that you're better and you know he's teaching his children that you're better, you're stronger, you're smarter, you know, and we have to defend ourselves. I th- that plays one into the Sung character and that we'll we'll see that again. We'll see that you know in the again in the maybe in the next episode maybe and but most likely in future iterations of this of the franchise where the sung where these sung characters come about where his scientific intellect arrogance and ego really drive that and that he thinks he can control you know whomever he's leading and you'll see that play out in especially in Star Trek the Next Generation and Picard. <laughs> um, but to also count, to also talk about that, in that Sung, and I don't know, I'm not sure if we're given his first name, whether it's Adam or Alton or Eric. I don't think we're given a first name for this Sung character, but what worries me is that he has this penchant to like control. But I don't think he understands the depths 
And I think we see a little bit of that uh, play out in this episode where he's out of his depths and where he's starting to lose control. And I'm curious if Malik leads a mutiny against Dr. Sung anyways, just because, you know, one, uh, like I said, Sung fills their heads with, you know, you're better, it's us against them, et cetera, et cetera. Secondly, and this is something that is also touched on heavily in future future iterations of the franchise is that genetics one of the components of the genetic enhancement is the super strength the super intelligence the moral you know the this code this you know dangerous kind of mindset but also it follows and it, it, I'm, how do I say this? But there's also ambition, this ambition, this ambitious drive to be the leader, to become the best, and to lead the group of the best. And so what Malik is trying to do, and this is why I, I agree with you on this, the, the, I, <laughs> he's, be, he's being a little con-ish, a diet Khan Noonien Singh mm-hmm. and it comes off as a little bit comical as a little bit as you said before cliche mm-hmm. where, which I completely agree with you because and again it's this it's this so if we take Khan Noonien Singh and we put him on a level where Darth Vader is and Palpatine this is where I get into my like this Malik character is very much like a Kylo Renish. Mm-hmm kind of character i would equate him like a step down yeah and it becomes a little as you said cliche and a little comical because it's not like okay yeah you think you're this bad super smart dude but it really hasn't kind of been shown really um maybe in a few instances where he kills his brother and where he's trying to manipulate and try to get you know persis to join him Mm mm-hmm and you know and that's and that's why that's where i agree with you it is a little bit of it is there's a little bit of farce there where it's like oh do we really you know fear this malik guy but you know that you know that's where that's where i think it comes from got it you know Mm -hmm. because you can't supersede count union singh or you know you can only do it a little bit differently right Yep, there's like a like a ceiling there that they can't go yeah. through without. Yeah, maybe even risking retconning, retconning some stuff. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask because I I got the feeling I was missing some of the stuff you're saying, um, oh, as okay. I was watching it. Was the fight at the end? Was that like a um? Uh, a callback to like a, a cap- where cap- where Malik is kicking Archer's butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the way yeah. they were, th- yeah, a little the bit. way they were kind of t- um, taking shots at each other. It seemed yeah. it seemed um, like they were attempting to. I I just got the sense that maybe this was these were Captain Kirk's words almost that that Archer was saying. Yeah, they they <laughs> yeah, I, you, and Malik actually talks about. No, he doesn't. Never mind. Um, I thought he did, uh, but I'm wrong. Uh, but this that that fight scene was definitely a throwback to Space Seed, the original series where Kirk fights Khan. That was okay. You know, that was almost a pretty close. Um, you know, not a mirror, not a mirror of it. It doesn't. You know, it's not the same moves. But it's definitely, you know, Kirk punching him and, he, you know, he, you know, Khan is not phased. Got it. Very much. Okay. Well, um, by the way, um, Dr. Soong's first name is Eric, spelled with an A. Oh, it is Eric Soong in this episode, in this yeah. 
Oh, okay, okay. A-R-I-K. Okay, okay. I get confused because he's come back so many times as different Sun characters. I wasn't sure if, if this was the Eric or the Adam or... Yeah. Well, and... Yeah. And, and so just to... Um, so like what you were saying, though, about... It's interesting that with the augments is that um, Sung got arrested and put in jail when the kids, when the augment kids were still young. Mm -hmm. But that Mm -hmm. actually benefited him because I think in their heads, he was this like mythic, mythological father figure, this like God almost to them. And, And I do think that that space those years that that they had apart enabled him to come back and immediately have power over them whereas had he stayed with them those things you're talking about with that um that ambition that need for power and that sort of like weeding out the weaklings mindset that the augments have i do think they would have um cast him aside pretty quickly uh, if they didn't have in their heads um, that he was, you know, their father and that he was their leader, because right. by the end of this episode, Malik is already having his doubts about soon. He tells his like his like girlfriend. Oh, he tells his girlfriend uh, something like he's not the way I remember him, um, and you you just you just know that um, there's going to be. I, I'm guessing that Soong's going to kill Malik. Um, he's going to have to make a choice. Soong's going to have to make a choice between furthering this um, this augment program or stopping Malik from doing something horrible, and he's going to have to choose killing Malik. That's my prediction. But okay, okay, okay. That's interesting that you say that because I'm I was curious, and I don't know, um, but. I also had this feeling that maybe Malik, at the same time, and maybe with all the other augments too, um, but that they would feel abandoned by him, and that there would be resentment. Mm-hmm. I, I, you bring up a good point because for me, I, I think for me, if. If your father figure gets arrested and is taken away or decides to leave or whatever it was that got him in jail, uh, in prison, um, there would be like this abandonment and you would think, and this is probably what happened, this is probably um, the, the disagreement and may the power structure between Rakim and uh Malik. So um I'm curious to see if that um res- is that how does Malik see himself um in the next episode, whether it's like, you know, resentment or no, I'm just, you know, smarter and better than you are. And you can kinda see that that kind of building up already where it's like where Malik doesn't think where he thinks Sung is holding back hmm. by not wanting to kill people. Right. Yeah, definitely. Cause yeah, I mean they had conflict in this episode where Sung was, yeah. was trying to trying to rein Malik in like, no, don't Yeah. like, um, he found out about Malik killing his brother. He was pissed about that. Malik kind of lied his way out of it, but made it sound made it seem like he was really remorseful. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. In that scene, I was like, "Oh, Malik is just playing Sung now." Yeah, right. He's just the, you know because he was like crying. That was very inauthentic. Yeah, those and were. Not, I'm not just talking about the acting either. So. Yeah. yeah. No, but those were. Um, Fake tears. What do you what do you call that? Alligator crocodile tears. Yeah, I almost said alligator. I almost said alligator tears. I think it was crocodile tears. Um, but and then and then later on, uh, Malik's conduct at 
um, Cold Station 12, Soong was not on board. Until the very end, Malik says to him, um, you know, something like, what's more important, one human life or our mission? And Soong yeah. kind of relents and says, and kind of gives him a nod, like, okay, go ahead. Um, with with the, like, uh, thing where they, they attack the guy with the, the bioagents. Um, so, but, but yeah, I definitely think they're, they're heading on a collision course for the next episode. If, if not longer, I hope, I hope Brent Spiner's here the whole season. Um, but oh, I, don't, interesting. I don't think, oh, okay. I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's reasonable to expect that. I just think he's, he's, uh, lifted up this series for me a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was kind of it. The only other thing I knew of... W- Actually, not really. I don't think we've even... I think there's a big one here that we should talk... Yeah. That we're missing. Yeah. And you kind of touched on it just a second ago. The, And this is where the Star Trek thing plays in. Uh, and this is where I really thought it hit home. And maybe for some fans and for some viewers... It went, it crossed the line, but the sacrifice of one to save many. Jer- uh, uh, Dr. Lucas sacrifices his colleague. because So Dr. Lucas gets beaten up because the augments, Malik and Dr. Soong find out that he's lying. He does know the codes. He does have the codes to free um, access to, to, to the uh, to the um, the embryos, to the storage yeah. vent, to the storage unit, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, where the um, the embryos are being the augmented embryos are being held, and and his original lie was, you know, because of you, I don't even have those codes. It's a Starfleet order that I'd have to get. And Malik finds out that he's lying, and they beat him up. Mm-hmm. They beat him up. I mean, that, that was that was one surprising mm-hmm. that they actually showed that kind of violence. But then the writers and the show producers go and take it to the next level, and this is such a Star Trek thing. This is such a human thing to talk about. So they stuff this doctor into a tube or a chamber, and they flood the chamber with this gruesome, horrible, horrible, horrible uh, pathogen. And Doctor Lucas and Sung is pleading with him, pleading with Lucas. Look, I can send in the antigen. Just give me the code. And he watches, you know, and he and he's wa- and and they're all watching this doctor uh, suffer horribly. Um, his blood is boiling. His you know skin is you know, et cetera, et cetera. And finally, it's Sung that kind of caves in and says, "Release the antigen. It's this is enough." And Malik says, "No." Mm-hmm. He's and but he so. Soong pushes him out of the way and he releases it, but it's too late. And so this is something that I that I really wanted to talk about because this is, you know, it's this is you know the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. And I was curious what your thought was like what your thoughts were on that. Um, because I think as such a large part of the episode, and this is what gives me the commander's pip level of this, that he sacrificed. So, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear what you think. Yeah. I'll give my answer, but first, no, that's, that's a, um, a great observation because there's even a third instance of it, um, uh, like with um 
because because at Cold Station Twelve is Archer and Flocks, but then mm-hmm. but then the rest of the Enterprise is up in like an asteroid belt or something. Oh yes, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, Archer gave orders to destroy the station if he if he fails, with mm-hmm. with him being there. And at one point they make um, contact with the Enterprise with T'Pol in command. And Archer is able to to say to Paul, um, proceed with your 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 orders, basically saying blow up the station. Don't worry about me. And to Paul's ready to do it, because um, she's she's rational. She's of that mind of um, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. It's the logical thing yeah, to do. Yeah, the logical thing is to destroy the station, even though it'd be sacrificing Archer. Um, so there was like kind of like three layers of that. Yeah, that yeah. theme oh, yeah. in this episode alone. Um, but uh, you know me, I'm a broken record. Uh, my answer is always the same: is that you know there's a piece of that that requires you to predict the future. Um, you know, uh, so in, in the in the Jeremy Lucas instance, um, or Doctor Lucas instance. Um, because the question that you're asking me is, what would I do? So, um, I mean, yes, but also your th- your thoughts in general. Yeah, but like, um, but like, okay. So let's say, um, and I'm not saying there this is plausible or or probable, but it's possible that um, you know, you give Sung the code, and then an asteroid falls out of the sky and destroys his ship. <laughs> Yeah. Um, or he has engine failure or, uh, he's intercepted by another ship or the predictions about all these augments getting released does not repeat the eugenics war. You know, there's, there's yeah. billions of possibilities. Um, yeah. and it, it, it takes something to, to, it takes a certain something to say like, oh, I know this is the future that will happen if I do this. And then to disregard the right choice in the moment, um, assuming that future is going to come to fruition. And I just think it's very hard to predict the future. Um, People are very, they are not good at doing it. Even the best of the best are not good at doing it. Um, And to me, um, it's not. I don't, um, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I, I don't really, I obviously I've never been in a situation like that and I would hope that I would, but, but I'm pretty confident I would cave pretty quick. Yep. Here's the codes. Don't kill my colleague. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and hope that, you know, that there's an enterprise to come and stop them. Yeah. Or something else. Or a group. Yeah. Kick the can down the road, I guess is, is how I, I roll. Which is funny. <laughs> Which is funny because when Archer, when, uh, who was, I think it was Tucker that was asking Archer, well, why didn't they just, you know, why not after the eugenics wars, why not, why didn't Earth, you know, just destroy, you know, these embryos? Yeah. And there was this big brouhaha, there was obviously a big discussion, a debate on what to do. And they basically said, okay, well, you know, we'll just put them, you know, yeah. typical, you know, in the, in the um, episode, kick the can down the road. Yeah. In the episode, they didn't get in the specifics. They're just like, it's complicated. There's a lot of morals at play here. So instead of destroying yeah. them, and I think the implication is like, you know, these are embryos and destroying them is like, you know, wherever you fall in the abortion debate, it's like, it's like falling kind of, I, I guess, on the, the pro-life side um i guess that's what happened so i don't know (laughs) yeah 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 i guess or that you know that scientific ingenuity would help um yeah that's a good that's a good point because they aren't just storing them they're also studying them yeah yeah so i think at some point that their hope was that they could find a way to genetically alter them again 
and remove some of these genetic codes that don't you know to quell the 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 ambition the mm. you know yeah the violent tendencies or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. out of their genet uh, out of their genetic coding so but yeah no i it, it's just always an interesting topic of discussion for me to see those kinds of scenes play out like the self-sacrifice or you know do you sacrifice your colleague but he did but dr lucas does cave in when it's uh flocks right that Mm -hmm. goes into the chamber and they and the augments threaten to kill him or Mm -hmm. you know infect him with a deathly pathogen so that was interesting very interesting because why does Fox deserve to live when his other colleague did not? Right. And so this, and so those are just topics that, that that's what I love about this show is that they'll go into these kinds of things. Yeah. In- not always brilliantly, but at least, you know, they'll attempt mm-hmm. a version and that leads for us to have a podcast, to have discussion and amongst yeah nerds around the world yeah also i was gonna say just on on that point you're just saying uh it's interesting that like after sung did his thing because sung was the director it's interesting that after Mm -hmm. after he was tried and arrested that they didn't then decide to destroy all the embryos like like they decided (laughs) to store them yeah i'm surprised that like after sung did that i'm surprised they're like you know what we shouldn't have done this and then destroyed them yeah. Anyway, because um, it's just too much power to give to these scientists out there at this cold station twelve. But anyway, uh, did I did I mention that Smike was named after a Charles Dickens character? Um, you did not. Okay. Yeah, he's his nickname comes from the comic novel Nicholas Nickleby by Charles Dickens. Yes. And I think that's what they mentioned in the episode. And I'm pretty sure that's what they mentioned in the episode. That was a derogatory term used that against Udar, the brother, yeah. um, that he was slower and not one of them, which is completely uh, lore of the flies, completely, mm-hmm. you know. Like Piggy, right? Was that his name? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, because Udar was similar to the augments but he had none of their enhanced abilities and that's why he was at that abandoned building at the beginning is because they they left him there (laughs) yeah yeah so well um yeah i don't know i think we covered it what do you think so one last thing um just one one quick thing so did you pick up that Malik? Or do you remember that Malik and Persis are having a conversation in the control room and Malik is stealing some viruses and pathogens? I think that is going to play a large role in the next episode. For sure. I just have this feeling. For sure. Absolutely. And with Dr. Flox and hibernation hijinks that's a good point that's a good point hijinks will ensue <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point yeah yeah I'm looking forward to it um hey one thing before I forget so somebody tweeted yeah. that uh so I have no idea what season it was in, in Enterprise, but um, I think it's T'Pol gives, I think it's Archer a book. It's called like The Teachings of Sirach. Yes. Um, it's a red book. I guess in Picard, uh, they show his like study and in the stack of books is that exact book. It, it, it like looks exactly yes. the same. Um, yeah. And I was... I was debating on um bringing that up because i like ideally i would wait oh. many years from now when we're doing picard but there's no way i'm that organized okay. to to remember that so i just okay. wanted to bring that up while that was fresh on my mind okay so i thought that was kind of cool 
that they did that that's pretty they cool. did that little easter egg and like you know it takes a pretty keen eye to pick up on that easter egg but that's pretty cool but it, did, it didn't happen in it, it happened in a in a different yeah not this episode but oh previously yes yes so i think i don't remember but i think it's to paul's gift to the captain when they go to risa you're right it is yep that was in the tweet you're right i remember now it was right before they go to risa she gives him a book teaching of Sirach. that exact book is in the show picard okay 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 <laughs> okay I could, yeah. I mean, it is one of the reads <laughs> in Star Trek. <laughs> A page turner? They are not. <sighs> but yeah. Any Star Wars fans out there? Oh, yeah. Of course there are. Any any Star Wars news by the way? Anything? Yeah, the new the Bad Batch just Batman? started season two. Oh, season two. Okay. I'm not watching it because I haven't finished season one, and I haven't watched the uh, Tales of the Jedi. So okay. there's no point. In... Well, Tales of the Jedi, they're those are really short episodes. Mm-hmm. They're like 15 or 20 minutes each. I I won't. And they're really good. I watched a couple of them, but I haven't watched all of them. But there's no point in me okay. watching season two of The Bad Batch because I haven't touched. I mean, I think I've watched. Season I one. think I've watched two episodes of season one. So. Okay. Other than that, I don't think there's any Star Wars news. That I well, I mean, okay. obviously Mando's starting back up in March. Right. But. Oh, did they? Is there? There's a. I didn't know that there was a. Um, a release date that on Mando season. I could have made. Three. I could have made it up. I thought it was. Is it season three? Yeah. I think so. Four. Yeah, three. <laughs> um. I lost internet, so I can't look it up. But uh, is it? Oh. But okay. I think it's March. Yeah. Okay. Um. And the other thing was, I sent you this, Jason, but we might as well bring it up now is the uh, theory that Grogu and Anakin are forced dyads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have issues. <sighs> so here so the math is that it's it it's 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 lockstep and foot. The math makes sense. Did you do it? Did you figure it out? Is it I did. Okay. It it does make sense. Be- it does make sense. So so the you have to make a couple of guesses. I mean, you have to make a couple of estimations. Well, we have to say um, what it is. So Grogu is fifty, right? Yes. And so apparently, yes. if you do the math, that makes him the exact same age as Anakin. Anakin, yes. Approximately, yeah. And so the idea being that if Anakin but- is one side, Grogu is the other side. <laughs> Okay, I I get that, but why does it have to be a thing? Um, yeah, well, man, I hope it's not a um, Rise of Skywalker tie-in with the Force Dyad thing. You know the, the yeah, that's the rape. that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> is like they're gonna try to make this a thing. <laughs> um. That I'm like, does it really have to be a thing? Can it just be a coincidence that they're both around the same age-ish? Does the, I mean, you know, does the force have to be, does the force have to sit there and go, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, whoopsies. Oh, man. Made a mistake. Um, I like that stuff. I like the monomyth chosen one stuff i know you're not a fan uh no okay see we no no i am i am a fan but it doesn't have to be everything right it can it you know because he unless because unless grogu becomes like a jedi yeah and he's the one that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying 
you know, to Darth Vader. That's what I'm saying. What if Grogu actually is the chosen one? What if he fulfills the prophecy? What if Anakin wasn't? So what are we going to do? We're going to go back to Return of the Jedi and go, you know, and have like kind of like Lion King one and a half. And we'll see it from, you know, Timon and Pumbaa's version, you know, version. And it's, hey, it's, you know, Grogu, the it's Grogu behind Darth Vader, you know, that's kind of underneath the cape. And he's the one and, you know, he's the one that helps lift but, the emperor and throws him down the shaft what if what, from a different perspective no i mean i don't know i haven't given this much thought i'm in i'm obviously saying that in jest yeah, no, but I know. you know i i haven't given it much thought but you know the to me the only way it works is that that act of vader killing palpatine was not the fulfilling of the prophecy that there's some other event that's going to happen that is fulfilling the prophecy but who even is the bad guy of mandalorian is it giancarlo uh is it gus fring from breaking bad like you know like there is doesn't there's no one um even remotely as powerful as palpatine um in in this so I think in this next season, oh, I Thrawn. think it's gonna be right. Oh, sorry. I think it could be no. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be very much um, centered around Mandalore. I think we're gonna see the houses of Mandalore. Yeah. And you know whether it's um, Bo-Katan Freeze or you know some of the other yeah. Mandalorians, I think that's what it's going to be for season three. No, I I agree. I was just saying along the train of thought of like Grogu doing something chosen one esque. What could he? He's not even going to school. With He's not even going to Luke Skywalker's school of the Jedi. But would the chosen one need to? Oh, wow! Like Ray. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She goes to Leia's school, which would probably have been the best anyways. Um, I think... And I don't say that in just, the, I say that in all seriousness. The answer is no. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I think you do have to go to school. I think you do have to run around, you know, lifting X-wings out of the water and, you know, balancing rocks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Well, I'm sure we will uh, talk about it ad nauseum when the season starts. So You know we will, man. <laughs> you know we will. You know we will. All right, my man. Isn't that what we're here for? Yeah, that's, that's all we're here for. It's all we're good for. To, you know, <laughs> go on and on and on. <laughs> all right, buddy. Anything else? Okay. Okay. I don't think so. Everyone, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening on um, Antenna Pod, whatever that is. Uh, and Android. Yeah. Apple, Spotify. We were looking at our stats. Where Where do you listen? Where do you listen to us? I listen to us in GarageBand when I'm editing it. So. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but yes. if I if I do listen to it again, it's on Spotify. So okay. But um, so quick, quick thing. Oh no! You know what? We'll do this off okay. podcast. This, that is right. boring technicality. Okay. Yeah. So we appreciate everyone who follows us and and subscribes, and uh, we appreciate it, and we're looking forward to. Uh, a full year of Star Trek rewatching. And with any luck, we'll get through season four um, and start our next series, whatever that'll be before this year is over. So, um, yeah, with that being said, live long and prosper. And with much gratitude, may the force be with you. See ya.